When will over-the-counter birth control pills be available in the United States? Find out about this and more in today's PV Roundup podcast. I'm your host, Senior Vice President and Medical Director, Dr. Tim Wright, coming to you today from Cape Cod, Massachusetts. Here are today's stories. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration approved O-Pill, or Gestrel tablets, for non-prescription use to prevent pregnancy. The first daily oral contraceptive approved for use in the United States without a prescription. The approval of this progesterone-only oral contraceptive pill provides an option for consumers to purchase oral contraceptive medicine without a prescription at drugstores, convenience stores, and grocery stores, as well as online. In a statement, the FDA stated the non-prescription availability of O-Pill may reduce barriers to access by allowing individuals to obtain an oral contraceptive without the need to first see a healthcare provider. Almost half of the 6.1 million pregnancies in the United States each year are unintended. The FDA went on to state they believe the availability of a non-prescription O-Pill may help reduce the number of unintended pregnancies and their potential negative effects. The manufacturer, Ireland-based Perigo, won't start shipping the pill until early next year, and there will be no age restrictions on sales. In our next story, we learned that it may not be sufficient to use body mass index alone when assessing adiposity, according to a study presented at the 2023 Annual Meeting of the Endocrine Society. In the study of 9,784 individuals, 36% had an obese BMI, yet 74% had obesity per total body fat percentage on DEXA scan. Asian Americans and Hispanics with a normal BMI were more likely to have obesity and a greater proportion of abdominal fat than non-Hispanic whites, while non-Hispanic blacks with a normal or overweight BMI had a significantly lower likelihood of obesity and a lower proportion of abdominal fat. And finally, we learned that during the course of the pandemic, there had been a significant change in the outcomes of patients with ST-segment elevation myocardial infarction, or STEMI, and COVID-19. An observational study of 1,269 patients published in the Journal of American College of Cardiology showed that during wave one, patients with STEMI and COVID-19 had high rates of cardiac arrest, evidence of increased thrombosis burden, bigger infarcts, and worst outcomes. However, by wave three, no differences existed between COVID positive and negative patients. Later in the study period, poor outcomes occurred mostly in unvaccinated individuals. And that's today's Medical Roundup. Thank you for joining us for this episode of PV Roundup Podcast. For more stories like these, visit us at pvroundup.com to subscribe to our weekly newsletters. Thoughts, comments, or suggestions? Please leave us a review on your preferred listening platform or email us at editorial at pvroundup.com. Subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Pandora, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, or Google. You can also download our Amazon Alexa Flash Briefing Medical News Roundup and just ask, what's my flash briefing? Thanks today to Gabrielle Mastello for selecting and editing our stories and to Sean Mullen for production assistance. Join me next time for an episode where we'll cover the latest stories in the world of medicine. <laughs>